Well, let's get going with episode, I think we're on 42 here. Did I count correctly? I think it's sure. 42 of the Current Gen Podcast. Whatever. It's the episode for the week right before Christmas here, the week of Christmas, so uh, of 2020. And hey, that means 2020 is coming to an end. That F- could be a good thing, right? Finally. Get the hell out of here. Nobody wants you. You're, you're a terrible year. Terrible things have happened. Exactly. You know. 2021 is going to be so much better. Uh, according to Twitter, Joe Biden just told me that we're going to start healing as soon as he gets into office. We can all start healing. Hey, we can't l- start healing before that. Listen. But we'll heal when he gets there. People who were trying to like look at the glass half full were like, you know what? Trump sucks, but let's just give him a chance. And we did. So we said, we don't want four more years of this. So let's just see what Biden does. And if he sucks too, then he can get out of here. So. Yep. It's true. You know. It's very true. Democracy, Tim. <laughs> Spider-Man knows everything about democracy. Hang on, let me give something to my kids for their bedtime, and then we can get rolling here. Here, Thad. Okay. Here, buddy. All right, well, it's here whenever you need it. All right, well, um, in case you listeners didn't know, I've got a lot of kids. I'm still getting them into bed, getting at least the situation quiet enough where I can... Have a little chat with my nerd friends. Uh, mm. I mean, I'm sorry, with Spider-Man. Um, yes, yes. It can be challenging, but uh, it is what it is. But hey, we are here to talk about, of course, some games that we're playing, a couple of headlines that are out there. Before we do that, I'm just curious, what are you doing for Christmas time? Are you guys traveling? Are you guys shutting down all connection with family? Are you doing face? Like, wh- what are you guys going to do, you and your wife, for this Christmas weekend coming up? Uh, Well... I'm going to be swinging around, saving anybody that needs saving, obviously, you know. Um, As you do. Yeah, but uh, when I'm not saving people and being awesome, uh, yeah, no, it's just going to be here at the house. Uh, the mom will be coming over, or my mom, I'm saying the mom, like there's just one. My mom will be coming over and uh, my uh, sister and her fiance, so... All right, so you are going to be seeing other people, hopefully totally masked and staying socially distanced the entire time. No family connections, no hugs allowed. Well, again, right? I'm, I'm wearing my suit. I'll probably keep the superhero costume on okay, and tell them that. that, like, me is not here. I'm somewhere else, but I came in his place, so, you know. <laughs> me is not here. Yeah, me is not here. <laughs> uh, I, also, I don't know if you can actually see. I have the Spider-Man sweater. Oh my word! Yeah, hang on. All the background's making it fade out oh, now. There we go. But there it is. There it is. Look at that. Yeah, dude, that is that is glorious. Yeah, there was one on um just the right amount of nostalgia and tackiness mixed together. I love it. Yeah, there was one that uh, because my wife was trying to help me find one, and there was one on this like uh, website. I think it was uh based out of the UK. They uh, was oh, a, okay. like a website where they uh, sold, you know, nerd shirts and so on and so forth. And then they had quiz, uh, Christmas sweaters and it was out of the UK. But like the delivery times were like just outrageous because, you know, COVID and everything. Um, but it was actually like a legit, like a, a nice sweater. 
like it had like some black on it and it had like the spider design. It just, it, I actually liked the look of that one way more. Um, but I just didn't know if it was going to get here on time. So I went with this one, but I, I think it's nice. I still think it's pretty nice. So nice. Yeah. I like it. I dig it. Yeah. So we were going to have family come in, but this right. Thanksgiving and Christmas have been the first, um, holidays that we've had that I can remember where we haven't hosted family. We almost always host one of the three sets of grandparents that we've got in our, in our crew. And this is the first time we're not, they've all canceled for various reasons, mostly involving, you know, their age and Corona being bad for people of their age. <laughs> yeah. And they're just, you know, they, they all decided we're just going to wait for the vaccine. And once that's out and there's a little more safety and comfort around traveling and socializing, then they'll make the trip out. But it's been kind of nice. Like Thanksgiving, we had friends over instead of family. We had a lot of fun. It was just like a day visit. And yeah. that was it. We didn't have to, we didn't have to host anyone overnight. It was, they had, it was families with kids, our kids ages. So they got to play. So that was good. And then, for this Christmas, it really is just us, and that's never been the case. It's never been just us, uh, just our crew. So I'm pretty excited about it. There's yeah. You don't have to put on as much of a spectacle show. Yeah, not as much <laughs> of a spectacle for real because you don't have to, like, entertain everybody. You don't have to yeah. do all that. So I'm I mean, looking forward to it. I'm all about being around less people in general, Tim, not even just because of <laughs> pandemics. I just like to chill. So Right. <laughs> You know? Yeah, humans aren't your thing. I got you. <laughs> they yeah. are, but I'm very selective, you know? Very selective. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally so, fair. And also with um, having lived in, uh, you know, a nightmare apartment situation for two years, I think my wife and I are kind of like making up for lost time and just kind of, right. you know, enjoying the quiet. So it's the, it's the first Christmas Yeah, because you guys just bought this house this year, 2020. Yeah, it was either March or April, so. Yeah, right, right around pandemic kicking into high yeah. gear. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little, yep. literally right in the beginning. Like it was like the stages of like when they were first saying maybe stay about six feet away from people. So I remember that, and then yeah. there was also like, nah, masks don't do anything. And yeah, like you know what? Never mind. Masks are pretty good. Put those on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember all that stuff. What what made your apartment so bad? What made it nightmarish? Well, so, well, it's annoying. So there was actually two apart- apartments in a span of, um, I want to say maybe a year and a half. It was the same landlord. Um, and coincidentally, it was actually the landlord that um, my wife's sister had um, rented an apartment from, her and her boyfriend at the time. Um, her and her husband, they, at the time she said they are nice people, um, they're great landlords, but there's these, uh, there's this uh, mom and two kids, so single mom, two kids, that lived kind of like diagonally from them. Um she told them that like oh they're kind of loud they they like to party sometimes but they're actually good kids blah 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 but like long story short essentially they're they were not good kids uh they were very loud they don't have parties out in the parking lot um until the wee hours of the night even like if it was like a wednesday night just like for hours they would just be partying and it'd be Ugh. it would be right outside their bedroom because they were on the, the first, youth Ugh. Yeah. but no these were like uh, over 18 year olds like they were they were not kids, so they were just a bunch of pieces of you know what. Um, That's what you tell yourself at least when you think back on all the times you beat them up. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but when they moved out and then we went to move in, we asked her like, "Hey, do those people still live here? Because we're aware of them." Like, you know, like my wife was like, "My sister, you know, lived in the apartment and she told us about them. Do they still live here?" And the the woman, the landlord, she told us no, and they did. So when we moved in, they were having parties and so on and so forth. 
Um, so we were at that apartment for about six months. And then we're like, listen, like we need, is there any, cause she owned multiple buildings. So I was like, is, we were like, is there any way we can move to a different building or something, a, a more quieter one? Like, and she did move us to one, but it just, it also wasn't quiet. So <laughs> it just, dude. Yeah. yeah. I can see how getting to your own standalone single family home must be quite a relief comparatively. Yeah. And I know like yeah. to some people it's like, oh, you're being so pretentious. It's like, this is apartment living. It's like, that's an excuse. All right. Like it shouldn't just be, it's apartment living. And that's just the excuse for people to be rude and inconsiderate. Like it's not even just the noise. It's just how people act, you know, like people in some, in some of those types of apartments, they, they act like they're living in a house. It's their house and no one else is around and they just kind of do whatever. Totally. And it's like, it's like, no, it's a shared space. Like have some mutual respect. You almost have to treat it as if you're living in the same house and there's people who live in the bedroom right next to you. And yeah. must be kind. Yeah. Cause that's what you're doing. The only difference is there's external exits from your room. That's the only difference. Yeah. And so. you have your own kitchen, but um, we've, we've had some pretty rough, we've had some good apartment experiences, but we had a, some pretty rough ones right when our first kiddo was born, brand new parents, brand new baby, just trying to figure this stuff out. And there's a family below us. And um, they, it turns out that uh, it was like three families living all together in a two bedroom oh, apartment. Seriously. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And two of those families were not here legally. Oh, okay. Um, the the main family, the folks that we interacted with when we first moved in, we were like, they're so sweet. They're very nice. No problems. Mm-hmm. They like to play their music loud, but we can deal with that. But over time, it became obnoxiously loud. They would bang all the time. They were in and out all times sure. of day and night. There was just so many people yeah. in there. And so, I mean, I got re- there were times when I would real passively, aggressively, morally aggressively stomp <laughs> around the apartment because we were above them, you know? And they oh, were sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just hated that so much. And that's when we made the move to a uh, yeah. single family house and never looked back. That was our last apartment experience. It makes you act like in ways that you don't want to. Like, you're you're a chill guy, Tim. I I wouldn't really think of you being all like, I'm going to stomp around and piss, like, you know, but you don't you don't yeah. want to be that way. You don't mean to it be bring, that way. Dude, I'm telling you, those scenarios bring out the worst in oh, all yeah. of us. Yeah, and absolutely. that definitely did it for me. Yeah, so yeah. buying buying a house is, sure. is a big thing, and it's it can be stressful, but, like, it's just yep. so much nicer than living in an apartment, so. Yeah, we're actually yeah. looking at maybe refinancing a little bit. I'm not sure if we want to do There's, like, two paths. One is refinance to get a bunch of money to do a bunch of stuff. The mm-hmm. other path is refinance to get a much shorter mortgage, pay a little more, and okay. but then get it, get it, you know, paid off sooner. So yeah. we're looking at it because the rates apparently are really great right now. I don't know. I'm not in real estate. That's just I, I hear that from folks. Yeah, it's I was also hearing just that kind too. of like something someone says, like, "Oh, the real estate insurance or the interest rates are great right now." And I'm yeah, like, yeah. "Really? <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa." <laughs> yeah. It's always some older person. <laughs> usually, usually. Um, but so th- you plan on staying there, like, because I know you guys have moved around over the years. So we have moved around a lot. No, we've been here longer than anywhere else, any other okay. house or apartment uh, in our 16 years of being married. And I don't see us moving anytime soon outside of, you know, some sort of necessity that we can't anticipate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if things, if things um, stay as they are currently, we plan on staying here. And if we do move, it wouldn't be very far from here. It would be like, hey, we just want to be away from the – there's a loud road right behind our house. Sure. It's a, it's a pretty major road. Um, you know, or maybe we like the layout a little differently. Or now that I'm working from home all the time – regardless of pandemic uh-huh. maybe i want a more dedicated office so i can see us moving for some of those reasons maybe yeah but it would probably be within it would be within the same town you know? okay yeah well that's nice 
So, yeah, we feel pretty pretty settled. Plus, our kids are going to the age where moving is no longer, like, a cute, fun adventure for them. It'd be, like, sure. devastating. I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Stay away. Trying to stay away from the drama if we can. <clears throat> yes. But, um, but yeah, we do like it here. It's, it's funny because my – the main office where I work now is, is based in a totally different state. Oh, okay. So our reason for moving here in the first place was job-related, but now I have a new job that's not based here at all. We just really like living here. Okay. And uh, since my job is 100% remote, they might have me travel in every once in a while. Once life is travels back to normal, I might travel in every once in a while. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, I'm I'm able to nice to work totally uh, remotely. So nice. I like look. I like every time I go out for a drive anywhere to go get something, whatever else. There's mountains right there. I'm always gonna love that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I dig it. Spider-Man would like it too. I mean, you would like it too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the webbing will stick would stick to the map. I mean, I don't know, slippery, the ice. I don't know if the webbing would True. Yeah. I have to make new That's webbing. A good point. New form. It's a good point. Our downtown isn't much to get excited about. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not a whole lot of I think they have like three buildings to flip onto. <laughs> Just keep going and in then, a circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you'd have to turn around. Yeah. But um but anyway, for those of you just listening, go check on YouTube if you want to see why in the world we keep referring to Spider-Man on this podcast. Yes. You have to see it to understand it. Uh, we both are also rocking some holiday backgrounds. Of course, uh, Spider-Man, you look like you've got quite the Christmas lodge going on behind yeah. you. It's I didn't buy a house. Impressive. I bought a lodge. I bought like bought a, a, lodge. a big log, <laughs> a log cabin. I bought a log cabin. That's actually what, That's what it looks like, man. Yeah. It's very, very warm, very festive. I see that. Chestnuts roasting by the open fire. <laughs> my uh, my wife's brother's name is Chester, and growing up, they used to sing to him, "Chestnuts roasting on open fire." And to this day, <laughs> it still makes us both laugh. Yeah, because um, names it's funny. are funny. Nuts. <laughs> names are funny. <laughs> um, but I I do I just want to mention real quick a couple things I've been watching, and I think you have also been watching something. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyone listening to this, for the most part, you're probably also at least somewhat interested in Star Wars. Even if you don't love it, you're at least aware of what's going on in the Star Wars universe, and you know of The Mandalorian. It just aired its finale episode this past week. Mm-hmm. Can't recommend it enough if you like Star Wars. Uh, especially, I, I would actually say, if you're like me and you just enjoy all Star Wars, even if they're not the best, you still just like it because it's a fun escape, and it's yeah, it's just a f- fantasy in space. You know, it's it's just fun. Some folks take it super seriously, and they've been personally hurt and or offended by various <laughs> trilogies that have come out. Sure. And I want to res- respect that, even though I'll also mock you uh, for taking it that seriously. But um, I think The Mandalorian strikes most of the right tones with folks who really didn't like the newer mm. trilogy. I think The Mandalorian does a great job of kind of reeling people back in who wanted something more like the old school Star Wars. Also, it gives me a lot of Firefly vibes from time to time. Not okay. all the time, but enough. Um, I just really, really like it. And the finale was just a great combination of wrapping up the specific story and also tying it into like a bigger, potentially much bigger kind of Star Wars cinematic universe. Like I was mentioning this in our group that the way Marvel ties in all their movies Mm -hmm. and I think moving forward, they're going to do the same thing with their upcoming TV shows. They have so many shows that are going to start coming out this year. WandaVision. Yep. And then the uh, Falcon and, and Winter Soldier show. Yep. Um, I think they were at the Loki show that's going to come out. They're all yep. going to tie in. And I think Star Wars is starting to do that too. We saw a bunch of things uh, announced. Even at the end of the show, the final after credits scene at the end of Mandalorian's finale, 
also also pretty much announces a new show coming too. So mm. um, I highly recommend it if you're interested in Star Wars at all. It's really excellent, and I loved it. I saw a bunch so. of people on Twitter like literally posting videos of themselves like sobbing because of the finale. I was like, what what happened? <laughs> like, what's well, he... I mean, I know you're not. I know you can't say it because spoilers. But like, everyone's being so like, oh my god! It's like, what what the yeah. hell happened on the show? Yeah, like, they did some really cool stuff with okay. it. Um, it like, I'll be honest with you. If they end up not really having new episodes of the quote-unquote Mandalorian show for mm-hmm. a while, and instead he is now included in some of these other shows, because a lot of the spinoff shows are going to involve characters that were introduced or reintroduced here. Okay. Um, so if he is now just a main character on a few other shows for a little while, I don't think that's a bad thing. They did a good job of telling his arc. Okay. Um over two seasons and it could totally continue season three could be great but it also could be a thing where they're handing it off to another central character and he's now one of the side characters you know who knows hmm. who knows how they're gonna interesting Tim. i really like it i like it a lot it's um for me it's tr- it's weird because like so i'm obviously into superhero stuff obviously if this mask isn't telling you anything um, i love i love the guy dressed <laughs> as christmas spider-man saying so I'm into superhero stuff. <laughs> um, exactly. Uh, right on the nose. Um, but like, I'm not a, f- I'm not like a super huge fan of like, so like the Venom movie, for example, with Tom Hardy. I uh-huh. didn't watch it because I don't care about villain movies. I don't care about a movie where the centralized character is the villain. Same with oh, the Joker. I don't, I didn't watch the Joker because I kind of oh, just dude. don't care. I don't know. Okay. Like, All right. I, but I, listen, if you just think of it as not connected to the broader universe, here's just a really creative and amazingly acted version of that character. Oh, even if you just separate it from the fact that it's from the Batman comics, it's just mm-hmm. a movie about this guy and how he descends into madness. So good. So but like, good. so I guess, I guess for me, the thing is, and maybe this is just such a, like a, like I'm a, not like big brain sort of movie watcher, but like, <laughs> I like just the simple, like, the good guy fighting the bad guy, and then usually the good guy preva- prevailing. It's just, yeah. I mean, obviously you can have, st- I, I would like some complexity in there if you can, if you could put that in there, but just, like, when it's just the one angle, it's, it's like, oh, the bad guy, and, like, what happens with the bad guy? It's like, but, like, what else is going on? Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what's, yeah, no, what, that's what's the conflict, you know? Like, is the bad guy fighting another bad guy? Like, what's going, you know? Like, does the you Joker know, fight anybody that, in that, cause... or? I was uh, which which um, podcast was I listening to? It could have been Easy Allies. It could have been Game Scoop. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I binged a bunch of them while painting our room this weekend. But um, I just had podcasts on. Yeah. But anyway, um, one of them was talking about how TV shows specifically, but I think this can apply to games and movies too. They've gone a little too far on making it like all about the antihero, mm-hmm. and um, you know everyone's kind of awful. There's not really any good, totally. Um, I shouldn't say pure, but like totally uh, good characters. Right. It's it's morally all, great. Not, not just it's not just flawed. It's like almost all of them are bad, and but the one that is centered around might have some charm to them that makes you root for that bad one. And you know, Breaking Bad, of course, really, and The Sopranos shows like that. They really doubled down on that, where really no character in there is good and wholesome mm-hmm. and the hero. They're all pretty bad. It's just one of them is maybe less bad or somehow more likable. So I think that was a really good point. That's a good call. And I, so I can see why 
you know, villain-centered movies, whether it's Venom, Joker, um, even the Suicide Squad, some folks don't like for similar mm-hmm. reasons where it's like, oh, cool, it's all about the bad guys. No thanks. So yeah. I, I get that. Um, but I do find it interesting if it ties back in well to how they now encounter our hero. Um, and I also, I also don't mind seeing it from another point of view. It's kind of like, you know, we heard the story from this point of view. Now let's see it from another point of view. So I don't, I don't mind that at all, but I can, I can see how, yeah, I can see how that could be less interesting, um, especially for Spider-Man, you know, who, by the way, has just unveiled himself. The, the veil has been lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man is no more. And the face is sweaty, Um, so. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I just, I, I, that's probably most people, so I guess I'm just like a boring, you know, content viewer, but like, I, I need there to be like a. I need there to be something versus something, like a conflict. If you're, if I'm going to watch something superhero, I need there to be some sort of, you know, I don't know. I mean, again, I haven't watched those, so maybe, I mean, is Tom Hardy fighting some sort of villain that we're familiar with? I mean, you, you don't have to say specifically I, who the villain is, but. I have not watched Venom yet either. Okay. So what about the Joker? Me, the mediocre reviews turned me off. Joker, I saw it in theater, and I bought it as soon as it was available digitally. I love that movie. Okay. I think the performances are just so amazing. Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic. He is. I, Robert I, De Niro is really yeah. good in it too. Um, I do love Joaquin just, Phoenix. It's just a really interesting take, and I love the setting too. It's kind of set in the, I want to say late seventies, early eighties, maybe. It's kind of in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, might even be mid eighties, but I just, oh, the Joker. I was, yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I did. I don't. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Hmm. Um, there's an encounter he has with the character that we're all very familiar with. And this character is a young boy at that time. Mm. So it's just letting you know that, Hey, this is a long time ago, but okay. also just the settings very clearly. That. And it's just one of those things where you, I, I've had conversations with some, some friends who didn't like it because they feel like it's dangerous to, sh- to like glorify or um, create a hero out of someone who's clearly crazy. And he's, you know, very dangerous and destructive and not a good person. Yeah. And I could see that, but also I didn't see it as glorifying it. I saw it as a really interesting observation from the outside looking in because I didn't relate to this character at all, mm-hmm. but I was watching him descend into madness and I could at least see, oh, that's one way this could have happened. That's one way this character could become the Joker that we all know from Batman. Yeah. That's an interesting take and I like it. Um, so, but anyway... I, I do highly recommend it for anyone who, if you're a movie buff as well, if you just like seeing really good performances, amazing writing, it's worth watching. It's really worth watching. I can't say the same about Venom. Haven't seen it. Yeah. The reviews on it were mediocre. Definitely seemed like a lesser quality movie than the Joker one. So. <laughs> Which is a bummer because Tom Hardy is just as good an actor, in my opinion, as yeah. like Joaquin Phoenix. They're both right up there as like really, really excellent, or at least close, you know, to, to being on the same level. But um, yeah, I, I just heard Venom wasn't wasn't the best yeah um but anyway yeah that's what i've been i've just finished up mandalorian i'm very excited for the other star wars and marvel stuff that's to come it's it's pretty exciting cool um what is uh the promised neverland so i brought this up before it's um so it's that anime show yeah so it's that anime that i told you about that has the the children and they're like living in sort of like um a foster home setting um, yep. And there's definitely some mystery going on. So I, my wife and I finished the first uh, first season. There's only the one season right now. Obviously, second season okay. was delayed because of COVID. Um, second season should be starting January 7th, I believe. Nice. Um, nice. So 
the ending was uh, the 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 first season excellent very very good show um it it ended in such a way where so they're definitely going to be moving to a different setting um they'll probably go back and and maybe uh visit some of the characters that are um still at the foster home um but there's some things that happened at the end of the first season um that definitely they're going to be bouncing around which is actually cool because then it's like the first season was just very centralized in this foster home area you didn't really see a lot of what was going outside um gotcha that particular area which is part of the mystery um Mm because i had said previously at the you pretty much find out what's going on within this world of this show at the end of the first episode like kind of who the villains are so to speak um and, and what's going on why the children are even in this foster home um which is it's very dark it's uh it's not for the faint of heart tim it's not for the faint <laughs> of heart um are you saying that i'm faint of heart i take that well you have a lot of children so this might hit you in all the oh yeah and the places and have, we have done some foster care for quite a while now, yes so. <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah that's a good call that's a good it, call it, hey it, listen it, sorry my dog is whining she's in a crate <laughs> me. i'm just gonna take her out real quick and i'll oh, be sure. right back hold that thought get that spider-man outfit back okay all right sorry about that no worries. Um, I wasn't speaking, so I'm assuming you'll have to just edit that chunk out. So. <gasps> How dare you? You should be entertaining people at all times. All right. Well, I, I was trying to juggle. I mean, I, don't, I can't <laughs> juggle. So. Um. Maskless Spider-Man juggling. Who doesn't want to see that? Uh-huh. Listen, this one sounds interesting, and it's funny that it comes out that first week of January, the next season. Uh, that's also when Cobra Kai Season 3 is supposed to hit. Ah. Uh, so well, we got that- a, a wave of stuff hitting in January. Definitely two different types of uh, genres there, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I just I, I I really liked it. She, so my wife gets really attached to characters, so that's why sometimes it's difficult for her to watch stuff like this because like she she doesn't like watching things that have death in it. She's she's oh, kind yeah. of a huge brat about it. I think I brought this up before. <laughs> um, like we watched Walking Dead up to a certain season, a certain character died, and even though like other characters died, and she was upset but dealt with it. Like this one was the last straw, and she was done. So yeah. Um, but she likes she did like it. Um, there's just a sort of there was kind of a cliffhanger with a certain character. We don't know what happened with this character. Um, I have a feeling the character is fine. We don't know yet. Um, just the way that the the final moment kind of happened, I was like, I I think there's something going on here. So um, I was just looking up where I could watch it. Looks like that's a Crunchyroll show. It's on everything. Um, if you want to watch it dubbed, uh, it's on Funimation. Oh okay. Um, but if you don't care about like if you watch dubbed subs. Well, you had said the dubs were actually pretty good on this one. So yeah, I didn't, didn't mind them. Ninety nine percent of the time, I definitely prefer subbed, but um obviously for yeah. for Renee's sake just cuz it's easier to watch uh, we've been watching a couple of them dubbed and yeah it's it's not bad at all so nice nice um, yeah all right well cool the um yeah the amount of good tv shows that are out there that are kind of in the on deck for me it's crazy there's so many that i really want to get into i still want to get into vikings and i've tried it a few times and i like it but it's not amazing and i've heard mm-hmm. it gets better but it never really quite hooked me i always thought the last kingdom was a better show it getting me hooked right away but um anyway yeah there's so many out there that i want to give a whirl we'll see and this year is not going to be any better in terms of slowing down that volume it's going to keep on rolling but um i did want to talk a little bit before we talk about some 
you know, assuming you've got some cyberpunk thoughts to share, and we'll get mm. into some of that with CD Projekt Red News as well. Just want to talk about a couple smaller games that I've played recently um, that you might find interesting. Derek's not here, so he can't scoff at me. Although, <laughs> if he hears this, he will scoff. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, Game Pass for PC, uh, Microsoft keeps adding a lot of titles there, and it's really cool. Some of them are really high quality as well. Some of them are just, you know, the really popular smaller games. For example, if you're a Game Pass... Uh, on PC Gamer, you can play Among Us uh, for free on there. It's it's coming to ah, Xbox nice. early next year, they said. But on PC, it's on the it's Switch now, now, by the way. It's on the Switch now for five bucks. Yep, and uh, it's all cross-platform type mm-hmm. stuff. You just put in the code and you can join, just like it, just like it did with PC and phone. It works everywhere that way. Um, so that's pretty cool that they did that. They also added, and I haven't tried this yet, but the Gears Five. It looks like DLC. The um, oh shoot, what's it called? Something with the Horde. Yeah, I, I, uh, I forget, but a couple of people have been posting about it in the group. But My fault, everybody. I should have looked that up before I tried to talk about it, but um, <laughs> I do want to try that one. Um, that looks really cool, and I've, I've heard good things about that experience. Is it too. story DLC? Or? Yeah, I think it's a little bit. I don't think it's very much, but then there's some multiplayer stuff there too from what I can tell. Okay. Um, Derek played it, and I think he finished it. He'll be able to speak to it better. Maybe next week he can talk to us about that. Um, but here's a couple that I have actually played that I can speak to. One's called Unto the End. It reminds me, the art style reminds me a lot of Ashen, if you guys played that game, where it's very um, kind of painting-like. Also, instead of real detailed faces, it's more like a block, kind of blank face. Mm. Um, and that's a that's an art style I've seen in a lot of games in the last couple of years. But Unto the End kind of looks like that, but it's more zoomed out, and it's side-scrolling. And you control this kind of red-headed, red-bearded, Viking-looking guy maybe caveman type guy, I can't really tell. And there's no dialogue, it just starts right away where you're being sent off by your family on some kind of hunt, it looks like, but then things go horribly wrong and you tumble into this deep abyss where it's very dark and you now have to survive attacks from these little, um, actually they're not little compared to you, they're these uh, yeti type monsters that are real evil. And But over time, as you progress through that, through the different caverns and stuff, you discover that they are not just big monsters with sharp claws. They actually can wield weapons and build themselves armor, and they get tougher as well. It's an interesting game. It's a little bit of survival mixed with what I consider to be very tedious combat, which is why I probably won't play it a lot more. But it's 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 an interesting combat system. You either block high or block low, mm-hmm. attack high or attack low. Um, you can roll. Um, and the whole idea is basically it's almost like a timing thing. Watch how they're about to swing at you. Learn their attacks and then block the right way. And if you can block the their onset of attacks, then you might get them worn out. And now you can unleash your attacks, things like that. So it's not very fast-paced. It's a little more um, uh, purposeful in the way the combat works. It's not going to be for everybody, but if you've got Game Pass, you might as well give it a shot. I think it's an interesting game. Um, I don't think I'll keep playing it too much more, but I did, I did want to try it because it looked cool. Um I don't know if you are into card games at all. Did you ever get into the deck building card games at all? Strategy games? I mean, I know there's um oh what's the one on for mobile that's based off of uh Warcraft. Warcraft? Oh um, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I know people were obsessed yeah. with that or maybe still are obsessed with that. Yeah. Um I liked the one in The Witcher. Following. I liked that. Yeah. yeah. I just never yeah. played and the uh, Gwent the I never played the Gwent specific game, the one that they did kind of a spin off. Um, but I did like Gwent. Well, they actually made one. They, so they made Gwent, but they also made one that's now on every console too called Thronebreaker, the Witcher Tales. Oh, right, yeah. And that combat is Gwent. 
they've just added some twists to it. Okay. But there's actually a story there where your character who's traveling around looting stuff, but all the combat is is a essentially a Gwent battle. Yeah. Um, I recommend that if you, if you were listening to this and liked Gwent, that's a actually a pretty surprisingly good game. Um, but Monster Train is is out on PC and it was it just came to Game Pass for PC as well. Um, this one's really good. Like again, I I like card you know deck building card battling games i just never seem to be able to stick with them i play them for a while and i find them to be fun and then i get distracted by something else and by the time you turn around to go back to it it's like whoa i have no idea what's good well, yeah and how to yeah it gets really challenging it's like uh, a turn-based strategy game as well it's i mean like, whoa this is overwhelming it has its own rules and and yeah you know all the things that you have to learn and then you leave for a while and then it's like i don't remember yeah. those rules so <laughs> but i like it i mean the the setup of it is that basically there's heaven and hell and you're on this monster train trying to get out of hell basically and that's why you're all these monsters and demons and stuff and heaven has sent all these warriors and some of their own horrifying monsters to stop you to destroy the pyre there's this last little remnant of the pyre that is helping your train stay powered and stay moving forward Hmm. and so the way it works is every battle happens within a train car and there's three levels there's three like floors of this train car and you start on floor one that's where the enemies enter and you can you have a certain number of little embers which are like your essentially energy points and you use those to place cards based on how many embers they cost and you can select which floor you want to put them on what order you want them to go in Um, some of them are just power-ups some of them are going to be actual units that have attack and defense Um, all there's all kinds of bonuses there's bosses that will show up that um, have special abilities as well but the idea is don't let them get to the top floor and kill your ember it's like this glowing gem at the top mm-hmm. and uh, once they get up there you better just hope that that you've hurt them enough that your ember can kill them because your ember can attack every turn as well okay but if you haven't hurt the if you haven't taken down enough of their health they're probably gonna take you out and it's one of those roguelike style things where you start all over again uh, but you keep some upgrades and you keep mm. some of your cards okay so um it's pretty cool i think it's a really well-made game the art style is really fun and creative and uh, a lot of the attacks are fun it's just one of those things just like every card game i've ever played it's like oh what a cool concept even hearthstone i thought was so fun Mm -hmm. um but then i quickly lost interest i just i can't keep i can't stay interested in those for too long i just think they're very cool very creative love the cards love the design i like the rules and all right cool next game and i move on to the next thing so yeah but Monster Train is great. I recommend it for folks who've got PC. It's it's really good. Uh, last one I'll mention, i got to give a shout-out to our buddy Dan Phillips because um, he recommended that people try this one if you have Game Pass. It's called Call of the Sea, and I probably wouldn't have tried it. Um, it the, the cover of it shows this lady like in 1930s garb. Looks like she's on some kind of adventure on an island, and she's mm. holding a diary. And I'm like, nope. Like, you see that cover, <laughs> and you're like, Pass. Um, Sounds like it's Derek's it. type of game, though. It's totally Derek's type yeah, of game. Absolutely. Um, but he recommended it and said that um, you know it is an adventure game, you know, walking simulator type of a game. Um, but he just said it's got a great story. It's very interesting. So I gave it a shot. I actually just finished it right before we started recording. It's really interesting. If you like walking simulators with some interesting puzzles, I actually thought the puzzles were surprisingly challenging, but not so much so that I got mad. It was more like. Well, that was a creative way to make me go back and search through this tent of stuff again. And then I found the key that I was missing, you know, yeah. to go back and solve the solve the puzzle. So I thought it was cool. And then they incorporate some really neat, um, oh, let's just call them magical type elements, like fantasy type elements that weren't, yeah. I wasn't expecting. Um, I'm all about I thought it was that. Ju- 
it, it basically you're the you're the wife of a guy who went on this expedition to try to find a cure for your disease. You have this disease. He wants ah. to help cure it. He went on expedition. He went missing. So now you're going to try to find him, mm-hmm. and you're following. You're essentially following his expedition crew's clues. So like different camps they've set up and different notes and um, stuff mm. that they've left behind, and uh, trying to find your way to where they are. It sounds intriguing, Tim. I'm intrigued. I did. I did like it a lot. I yeah. thought it was very good. Did you finish it? You know, I, I did. Just finished it today. Is it long? Recording. Nope. Okay. Three, four hours. Oh, ah, okay. That's that's a sweet spot for one of those type of games. Yeah, I thought so. Um, if it had been much longer than that, I probably would have been like, ugh, like, I'm just going to look up the ending to this thing. So you know, much walking. I know. It really, And that is one problem with it, too, is that they do pretty early on introduce to you, here's how to, quote, unquote, sprint. Mm. But it is not fast. So that is frustrating when you have to go back and forth to try to solve different puzzles. You have to go back to look at this one spot to go back and now try to solve mm-hmm. it. The walking is definitely too slow. Speed walking? Um, yeah. Not oh, and going up and down ladders. There was one section where you had to keep going up and down the ladder to go look at the the setup again, and then go back down to try to solve it, and then go look at it again. And going up and down the ladder, the animation was so slow. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but I do I do like it. And if you like those kind of games, if you liked um, uh, What Remains of Edith Edith Finch and the Vanishing of Ethan Carter and um, uh, um, Observation, which our buddy Jeff recommended to us last year, and I did end up playing. I did end up liking that one. Um, actually reminds me kind of, of, of observation because you're stumbling upon a scenario where something already happened and you're trying to, to figure out what happened. Mm. And then you've got these kind of, um, I think paranormal might be the right word for it, but I'm not trying to say it's always alien, yeah. but there's, there's elements that are not normal in, in our understanding of normal yeah, yeah, going yeah. on. And so, and then as you discover those things, you, yeah, there, think, there's a decision um, to make at the end, which was cool too. I think that's kind of an important element with those games because that's what makes it at least more interesting or like if it has a good right. payoff at the end. Because um, what was that one where you were, you were in like, is it Fire Tower? Oh, Firewatch. Firewatch, thank you. Um, yeah. The whole game just had this like mystery to it and it was just really cool vibes and then like you get to the end you're like, oh. All right. Well, <laughs> I just I just yeah. wasted a few hours of I'm not. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. I yeah. didn't mind it, but I'm with you. Like it, yeah. it wasn't very rewarding. Yeah. You know the the game ends up to be a lot more just about the relationship. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, and and way less if not at all about some of the mystery stuff you thought you were yeah. gonna solve. You know. Um. Although there is some of that. Um. Anyway, I do like it. I recommend it. Um, cool. And that's it. That's those are the ones that I've tried out. It's funny too that that you know my kids are all off school and I'm off work, so we're all at home. And there's a game that was free, really, really temporarily on the Switch. The the um, it's those tycoon games, not where you're building mm. anything, but it's where you're preparing meals for stuff for oh, okay. really quickly and have to uh, um the breakfast bar tycoon burger tycoon okay. pizza tycoon they they look like very garbage mobile games like sure. who cares about these but they were free so we grabbed it i actually found myself getting ridiculously hooked on this little fast-paced kind of puzzle game <laughs> as orders come in you got to send the orders out so that was kind of fun to play with the kids uh stuff like that i mean overcooked that, way better but dude overcooked is a blast but it is so stressful oh yeah and almost always ends in fights yeah <laughs> Um, yep. and then I tried playing it solo and it's just impossible to play solo. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, the only other thing I've been playing outside of like, you know, AC Odyssey a little bit Immortals a little bit, you know, still trying to progress in those two games. And I still really like those two games, a uh, game of the year time. I'll talk about 
why I think those games are both really, really, really great, but they're not as good as they could have been. Oh, yeah. Um, but they're really great. I love both those games. They're just, they both have enough flaws and enough issues that they're, I can already tell you a little spoiler alert, they're probably not going to end up as my favorite game of the year, but they're going to be Of course. There. I like both yeah. of them a lot. Spoiler um, alert, but, Tim. I, I literally <laughs> anyone could bet, like, what mine is, like, just literally anyone. Just every single person. I'm going to go with um, <laughs> Persona 5 Royal. Yes. All right, so... <laughs> um, I do want to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk, although I unfortunately don't have a ton to say yet again. I played it some. Oh, okay. I've been playing There's a lot things. too. <laughs> okay, good. I do want to hear your thoughts, your up- updated impressions of it. There's two quick things for me, and then I'll throw it to you. Um, this is a game that's impossible to play when there's kids around. It's just. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it's just too crazy, too yeah. violent, too everything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, not really getting into it. My, mm. Here's my here's my big problem is I don't usually start playing it until at least the time, if not after the time, that I should be sleeping. So I'm already wiped out. I'm very yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. And I try to start this game, and there's tons of dialogue, tons of options. I, I, I'm looting all this stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know what to do with most of this. I'm yeah. not sure how to equip the right things and upgrade things and what skills should I go after. So there's so much to digest, and I'm already pretty wiped out. And I'm like, oh, I want to get into this because I'm playing on PC. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It runs great. You know, in my personal experience this year, it's one of the best-looking games of the year. I love the way it looks. I don't know what Derek was talking about when he said it's it looks fine. I think it looks amazing. <laughs> uh, with ray tracing I mean, on, I actually see a huge difference. I turned it on and off, and I think the ray tracing looks phenomenal. So yeah. all that to say, by the time I – I think I'm main, mainly maybe two hours, two and a half hours of progress in it. Okay. Um, not not very deep at all. No. And so, And I understand that this game uh, – that's what she can said. Be as short... <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> uh, that, I understand this game can be as short as, what, like 20, 25 hours? If you just mainline okay. it, some folks can finish it. I haven't even... But yeah. I, I think if you expand and actually experience it the way you're supposed to, it can be two, three times that. So yeah. the other thing I'll mention, and this is probably just personal preference, I've never loved first-person RPGs. Mm-hmm. One exception has been... Um, Borderlands, and that's mostly still because it's a great shooter, in addition mm. to having a ton of RPG elements to it. Sure. The, the shooting just feels fantastic in Borderlands. This shooting feels fine, and I'm sure if I get the right gun, it'll be good. Um, but I've never liked the Fallout games. That's one of the things that kept me from really enjoying the early Mass Effect experience was that whole like pause time and assign things, but it's mm. also a shooter, but not really. I struggled to really get into those as much, yeah. just because that wasn't my that just wasn't my thing. So, um, but anyway, I'll throw it to you. Give your impressions. I, I do think I I will get into this because I just love the developer so much, despite how evil everyone wants us to believe that they are. Um, well, and I and I also think that I'm gonna. There's gonna be an something, a story hook, some kind of gameplay moment that I kind of something clicks mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I think I'll get hooked. But right now, so far, hasn't happened yet. Maybe once I give it more time when I'm not falling asleep. Yeah. Um. I'm definitely much further. I'm at about, um, I think last one I checked, 30 hours. Oh, dang. Okay. So I've been playing quite a bit. Um, so it's actually funny that you mentioned Fallout. Um, so like the Elder Scrolls games, Fallout. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much, I'm enjoying it because it's giving me the sensation of those games where 
it's similar how like kind of how you mentioned there's stuff strewed about and you're picking things up and you're like oh i feel yeah. like i need to pick this up i need to pick that up i need to pick the that's what i'm doing because i i'm i'm picking all that crap up and then i'm just selling it so i can like rack in some some money and then i can mm-hmm. go and try to find um Dry, or eddies as they call yeah, it right? eddies yeah <laughs> yeah like but they're euro dollars like right apparently the regular dollar doesn't exist anymore so they well, also people just call those euros but whatever yeah whatever <laughs> well i mean in this future apparently like the dollar and the euro merged i'm guessing or something happened yeah, i don't know some other eddies. um yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah the eddies so i can go and find um you know some shops i like to drive around to the shops and then be like oh what is what is, um what is this shop selling or uh with the mm-hmm. clothes even though you don't really see your character unless you're driving on a motorcycle and then you can see the clothes okay. which is my whole kind of like with how i've mentioned with destiny it's like oh cool i can have all this cool armor but i can't actually see it unless i'm doing this very specific thing like on a vehicle or whatever so it's kind of pointless the thing I like about Destiny, though, is every time you're back at the hub world, it's back to third person, and you can yes. see yourself and everyone else again. Yes. So I like that, because that reminds you that you've got this cool armor, or you look a certain way. It's funny that with my very short time with Cyberpunk so far, I forgot what I looked like until I go to the inventory pause screen. Or right. Whatever to, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I put that shirt on. Wow, I look stupid. i got to find a new shirt. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, I forget what my character looks like. Or you can go to a mirror and do all sorts of uh, emotes. You can stare at yourself. You can smile at yourself. You can uh, glare at yourself. Yeah, (laughs) it'll give you like a list. It says like smile, glare, uh, frown, a couple other ones. (laughs) (laughs) And your character will just stare, um, which is funny. Um, But yeah, it's it's just kind of giving me those those, uh, vibes of like... So this game is not... This game is not kind of what I think they seem like they were trying to advertise, like... Or maybe we just all made the assumption because Witcher 3 was just such, like, a spectacle. Witcher 3 was, like, a special game that maybe we thought this was going to be another, like, their, you know, um, cyberpunk... CD Projekt Red is pushing the industry forward type of a game. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it is that at all. Um, I think maybe visually some stuff they're doing and I'm not playing on PC, so I I cannot speak to any of that at all. What they, what they're doing on PC and that clearly being the superior version, maybe that is pushing some stuff forward. Um, I'm playing on PlayStation five. Um, so it's the, uh, and it's the PS4 version, right? Cause they haven't, they haven't actually released like the official update to kind of have it be like, this is the PS5 version versus, um, the base console PS4 and Xbox one version. Um, but it still loads a bit faster, um, from what I'm hearing. Cause obviously I, I have no comparison. I, I, I didn't pop it into my PS4. I just, I direct, I just straight up played it on my PS5. It definitely, uh, loads faster. I'm hearing it definitely looks a little bit better. Um, I'm not hitting that many bugs to be honest. And that's another thing. Cause this is like a case by case, uh, case by case game with individuals. Cause some people they'll, get five bugs uh in one play session i've gotten like five or six bugs in the entire 30 hours that i've played so you and i talked about this before too where it's like there's so many variables in open world experiences like this yeah that that's why i think qa processes are so tough and Mm -hmm. i empathize completely with folks who are testing this and trying to get all the bugs out is because you have to try to anticipate every possible path or combination that every player might do yeah. in the order they might do it in. And if you don't do it in that exact order, you might miss something that they're going to see. I'm not noticing bugs, but I have noticed as I'm wandering around the city, just some, I guess this is a bug. I don't know, but 
if something happens in front of you and you turn away and come back, it's almost like everything reloads and it could be even be like new NPCs mm-hmm. are now there or a ca- like car AI seems to be really stupid sometimes. Yeah. They get stuck on <laughs> Dude, there's some thing, so. hilarious. Vi- Clayton actually posted one and he, he captioned like uh, uh, looking for your vehicle, no problem or something like that. And he, he summoned his, uh, his, his car and it literally was like, a, a, a matchbox car just in the air catapulting <laughs> like like flipping super fast like this like towards him like in the sky i love like, it yeah I like, love it and that stuff's actually hilarious right like some people are yeah. like oh all these bugs and i'm like i'm sorry but like i kind of want that to happen to me dude i think that's so funny <laughs> stuff like that happened in the witcher stuff like that happens of course in like all bethesda games and yeah all open world games you'll have that weird wacky i remember gta all my gta experiences had some weird things where i was like is that a tank in the building right there so like all kinds of weird things can pop in, can mm-hmm. load in, in weird spots. That, I mean, it just happened with me with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I just downloaded the update. They have this whole like Yule Festival okay. update that they just put out. I haven't out. checked that out yet. And, and so if you go back to your, um, go back to your camp, um, they'll it's all it's all snowing now, and they've got it all decorated. And there's a bunch of little mini games slash kind of side quests, but not really. Mm. Little interactions you can now have that are all around celebrating the the season or whatever. There's it was so buggy. And so, okay. like, I did this uh, this target mini game where you it's very straightforward. You gotta you know shoot arrows at the targets in a certain amount of time. And when it's over, I'm walking around. I'm noticing like there's an arrow stuck to my character's hands between oh, two yeah. of his fingers. <laughs> That's happening. And it's to just me. and it's just stuck there. And yeah. I and I tried fast traveling. I had to like <laughs> exit and then reload mm-hmm. the save to get that to go away. Because it was he was even in in cutscenes. He would like hold yeah. his hand up to his face and the arrow is just right yep. there. It's just so stupid. But that's hilarious. And then also I noticed in the background these characters that I think they the game was mapping the characters to walk on steps that are now gone because of the, where the Yule uh, fel- festival okay. is. Yeah. And so they're walking up steps and kind of standing <laughs> on a platform that doesn't exist. Yeah. You know? So little things like that. Again, it happens in every open world game. Yeah. And I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. It's because of the <laughs> expectations for this for cyberpunk were mm-hmm. so high. But we... I do the same thing. I'll give games a pass. If I'm enjoying them enough, I'll kind of chuckle about it, reload if I need to. Otherwise, I'll just move on and ignore it. Yeah. Uh, but some folks are taking them really seriously. So I don't consider those bugs so much as just this is just what happens in the code when there's too many things at play and they didn't catch it, you know, and it's fine. So I think I, don't know. I think there's – so my thought is – and I have a, it's a very specific thing, but I, I just want to like – I am I am having fun with the game. I do like the missions when I'm when I'm on the mission and I'm the, so the sneaking is not great, um, but I do try to basically approach a lot of missions with sneaking. Um, okay. And you do have like the hacking abilities, which um, I forget what the actual name of the item is, but there's basically the item that you you can find new ones, which then gives you more slots that gives you more abilities to yep. do hacking. Um, yep. So I found there's like a little hack menu that comes up, and you can pick yeah. what thing to execute. Exactly, yeah. um, and you get like new chips or whatever, which then has more slots to give you more hacking abilities. Um, mm-hmm. And I got one that has gave me like a like a decent amount more. I forget um, how many I have, but basically I'll try to kind of sneak in and I'll tr- and I'll shut off cameras. Um, I love to do the uh, the one where it's like basically their optics, like restart optics or whatever. So basically they go blind for like a certain amount of seconds. Yep. So like yep. that's kind of fun because then like they're kind of like, oh, what's going on? Like <laughs> they literally can't yep. see. So then I'll I'll sneak up behind them and grab them. 
Um, but the second, like, crap hits the fan, I'm like, all right, well, I just bust out my gun. I start shooting. So um, I think Do you treat him like a shooter. You just aim and fire. Or are you trying to be more strategic once the battle's underway? Like, how are you handling those battles? I always yeah, I always try to, like, take cover if I can. Um, but if I find myself, like, kind of actually being surrounded, like, I'm like, oh, shoot, I actually didn't notice these two guys coming up behind me. Um, I'll actually just bust out my katana and just start slicing. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, I don't have a melee weapon like that yet. Okay. Um, the katana is really but fun, I, Tim. I do. Yeah, I I wonder if once I get some of the melee stuff, if I'll if I'll like it even more. But I do need a piece of advice when mm. I'm in in the middle of a firefight, and all of a sudden it, it's giving me a plenty of warning, and there's a little bar filling up because I'm I'm getting hacked or attacked or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're trying to overheat yes. my circuits or yep. something. Yep. Um. What, and then it told me to hit LB to like focus on them. I guess I could attack them to interrupt it mm-hmm. or something, but I, I'm never able to do that. Like either I can't see them, they're under, you know, behind cover. Right. Is there something I'm supposed to do there? Do I need to unlock a skill to stop that? Because that's getting very frustrating. Because they hit me with it every time, and then I just start getting my health just starts getting depleted. Well, so for me, because I'm the type of person who's neurotic and likes to pick up a lot of things, <laughs> I've picked up a lot of um of the health um the health items. Um. So like. In the beginning, when I was getting hit with that, yeah, like I was noticing, oh, this is happening a lot. Like, what's going on? Then I realized, yeah, there's clearly a hacker who's hanging out in the back. Like, when there's a group of dudes and you approach an area, they're like, they're yes. they're usually in, like towards the back, like they're trying to kind of hide behind cover and, and they're hacking you and they're trying to like, yeah, overheat you or or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, I'll try to just circle around and shoot them. Um, or there is a hacking ability where you can shut off their hacking for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. Um, or I think even I could be wrong, but I think maybe if you put some distance between you and the hacker. Okay. Um, okay. but I, I, I don't know if that's actually, I was wondering if maybe, cause it, you know, if you hold L LB or, or, um, L one, depending on what you're playing mm-hmm. controller you're using, um, then if you're close enough, I'm assuming I could also like somehow do a counter hack or attack them somehow to interrupt it. But so far I haven't been able to I think I've been a little frustrated because I feel like they can start that hack no matter where I am. If I'm behind cover, it doesn't matter where I am. They can start attacking me with that, yeah. and I can't see them. So I'm I'm assuming with some upgrades in addition mm-hmm. to me understanding the game a little better and getting into a better line of sight, yeah. I'll be able to take care of some of that. I do have a ton of healing items because I have been collecting just about everything. Yeah. So pretty much every time I see that happen, I don't worry about it. I just keep yeah. shooting, and when it starts hurting me, I just you know heal. Yeah, the, se- the second, honestly, the second you see that even popping up, like, even if the meter hasn't filled up yet, well, no, because your health, well, your health might be full, so I guess that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make sense, but, like, the second it yeah, starts it to starts hit you, hurting me. yeah, mm-hmm. just pop, just pop one of the healing items, so, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, as, as you get further in the game, yeah, you get some more hacking abilities, th- that's not so much an issue, um, yeah, mainly. I'm really digging the dialogue too. By the way, I yeah. should mention this: the characters and the dialogue, not just. I mean, your your buddy Jackie, Jackie. I think, is a really fun character. I like yeah. the way he's p- portrayed and written. Um, but a lot of the other side characters, whether it's on a phone call or just someone you randomly talk to, I think it's overall. And this is what happened in Witcher Three as well. Every character seems to have more depth th- than I expected, and mm-hmm. very well very well voice acted for sure and of course i think the visuals here are great with the witcher 3 as much as i love that game and always will um they reused tons of textures and character models and so i felt like Mm. a lot of times i'm talking to the same 
you know, five or six either male or female versions of characters. Mm-hmm. And this <laughs> completely, everyone looks totally different. Like that early mission where you go, we go into that place against the, um, oh, I forget the name of the gang, but they're all real cybered up and they all have all kinds yeah. of like machinery, machinery all over them. Yeah. And Actually. the guy Royce, the main dude Royce has like the top half of his face is missing. Yep. Yep. And yep. Like as he gets in your face and it was, I mean, the visuals were just popping. Like yeah. the, the way the, the light detail. was reflecting yeah. and it, when he was right up in your face, I was just like, dude, this is so stylistic. Yeah. And it really made me think of like, this is real 80s cyberpunk movie, but a video game. So yeah. 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 Really impressed by all that stuff. But then once, the game gave you control and it was time to fight. And I was like, oh, eh, I'm not loving the shooting right out of the gate. Yeah. I'm not loving it just yet. It You might have to maybe, I don't know. Tw- I had to like tweak the controls to be honest. Cause like, oh, okay. so it does, I don't know if you notice maybe like with the mouse, it's different, but like when I'm playing with the controller, there's almost sort of like, like a, I don't know if like a lag or like a cushion, like when I'm pushing in a direction, it like doesn't fully go in that direction right away it's like kind of yeah. slow for a second and then goes and yeah. and that was throwing me off um i've gotten used to it but like you can also actually go into the uh control into the settings and tweak the controls like there's actually even then like an additional tab for advanced controls and you can tweak all these little like very specific things um okay but i, okay. I think once i kind of played around with it and tweaked it um then I uh, I got a bit more used to it. I, I try to like circle around to different weapons because I like kind of just having that variety. Um, mm-hmm. Shotguns are really nice. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Yeah. All I've got so far is I've got a couple of pistols. I've got a, a really cool tech pistol mm-hmm. um, that I like a lot, and then I've got a revolver that's cool, and then just a pretty standard machine gun. So those are the only weapons I've used so far. Pretty basic. Once you get to I want to say between five to 10 hours and like this, like basically, so there's a section you get to where like this, like pretty much most of the areas open up because I, I guess in the beginning there's almost like, it's like, there's like a quarantine, which is funny because in real life we're dealing with that. <laughs> um, so you can't go past a certain bridge. There's like right. this, it's like a story um, thing that's not allowing you to go past a certain part. But once you get past that and you can pretty much go anywhere um, tidbit, Tim, there's a gun it's called Skippy. I don't know if you've seen anybody. I keep hearing. I've heard about Skippy. Yes. Yeah, it talks to you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so there's like an introduction with the gun because basically there's like this deceased guy that you find in an alley, um, and you pick up the gun, and um, yeah, it it basically has like a built-in AI, and yeah. and it's like just being it's like it base and then there's like almost like this goofy cartoony little like bullet that come like projects out of it and, and is talking to you and asking you things um it, it's it's actually pretty funny um but it basically asks you there's two types of modes that it does and i actually screwed up because i didn't realize this until then i watched another video and they're like oh it actually switches once you kill 50 people which i don't even know if that's actually true but if it is i i uh, unfortunately didn't pick the right option but um it basically he's going to ask you two options if you want so the gun the gun will basically always there's like an aiming box and if you aim towards a person it's either always going to shoot them right in the head or it's always going to shoot them right in the legs or knees i forget specifically so whichever option you choose supposedly after 50 kills then it switches what so i chose head and i uh, supposedly if if it's true it's going to switch to then shooting them in the legs or knees once I hit that 50 mark. So. Skippy, you <laughs> sneaky little. Because apparently the gun's just a dirt bag, so like it just does that on purpose cause for giggles, for LOLs. It, 
that your description of that really reminds me of like a Borderlands style experience. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I understand that this game is way different in so many ways, but I'm glad they're taking some of the personality that I love from a game like Borderlands mm-hmm. and they're injecting it here. I think that's cool. Yeah, like that. yeah. That that particular moment's pretty pretty fun. Um, yeah, there's just really outrageous moments in the games. Just certain characters. They're very colorful, very lively, um, very specific detailed personalities. I do like Jackie. Um, and then once you kind of get to the second chapter and then you meet another important character, um, that whole arc is really cool. Um, that's when mm-hmm. things really start to get more in depth. Like once that you get more intertwined into the big overarching, like this major thing that's occurring, um, okay. involving that last mission of, of like chapter one, if that's what you want to call it. Um, yep. some, some big thing happens there and you see it. And then when you're trying to escape, um, you know, things happen, and obviously okay. I can't say spoiler-wise, but it, it is actually really you, interesting. Do you feel like it's got a pretty good through-line story? Because I've heard that the through-line story is, n- not, not that it's not good, but it's actually not very clear. That It's actually like this collection of all these side missions that you do that makes the story yeah. come together. Well, so there's, there's so many, there's like, I got to a point where, so I met that, um, towards the beginning of Chapter 2, there was this individual that, um, that saved me from this situation. Um, he was trying to t- trying to bring me to a, what is a Ripper doc? I think they call it. So they're basically doctor okay, yeah. doctors, but then they're also able to work on all the kind of machinery inside your body. Cause you know, everybody right. in this world's like half machine. Like that Victor guy right at the beginning, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So once you kind of, in the beginning of chapter two, you get to a certain part where you find out some things um, and you go, you go and speak to him again because he wants to basically find a couple of people to fix this situation that happened at the end of chapter one. I'm trying to be as vague as I can, but still yeah. being descriptive. No. Um, but basically, yeah. he, he wants, like, there's this one person he wants to find. So this, sorry, there's two people that he wants to find, and, and but it's all connected to that one mission. But, like, okay. each each different path that you're going down, you're looking for these two different people. There's different, there's completely just different things that you're doing that aren't directly connected but are connected to that to that mission where you're meeting him in the um in the cafe okay um but then yeah there's like side missions too of course and and then there's just like little random things like you'll be driving by and there's like a a crime happening so you can kind of like pull off to the side like somebody's getting like mugged or something so you can help that person so like there's like i like to think that when that happens you pause it and put on your spider-man mask to go stop stop the crime at that point i mean it's a little difficult to see I haven't tried it, but <laughs> that that would be difficult to see because the aiming's not super great sometimes. So, <laughs> because mm. again, well, I just I mean, know you like to be the hero. So you know. yes, of course. I mean, I don't know if there is a hero in this game, Tim. It, it's a lot of morally gray. You know, this this world yep. is very gray. There's a lot of gray area. Um, uh, that's very clear from the from the jump. Yeah, it's very clear. Um, yep. But um, yeah. I mean, I I definitely am enjoying it, and. You know, it's inter- Can I just complain about the map for a second? So I brought up the map when you first kind of set loose to roam a little bit. And I understand that every map's going to have its own icons and its own legend that you have to kind of learn what each icon means. But I am finding this map really obtuse compared to other open world games for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I think I still need to just get adjusted to it. But I just, I really prefer the way, I loved the Witcher 3 map. I thought that was really well executed and easy to navigate, easy to understand. The same thing with most Assassin's Creed games. 
I know they're very littered with dots everywhere, but still can generally understand what's what. Um, this map is just overwhelmingly um, uh, populated with all kinds of stuff that doesn't make a ton of sense. And I didn't find the legend to be very kind of intuitive. Was it I'm a specific for. thing that you were trying to find and you couldn't find it? or Yeah, even just trying to get to like my next mission point. Um, little things like that I just found to be like, oh, this is this is not the best setup for the map. Now, after using it three, four times, I started to kind of delay the land a little bit more. Um, but I just didn't love it. I just yeah. I just don't like the map design. I, I basically, personally. what I do is I zoom in because like it almost like, because there'll be like this area where all these icons are kind of clustered together. So uh -huh. when you're when you're yeah. zoomed out, it's actually hard to to sort of differentiate or it'll actually have like, like if there's multiple shops near each other, when you're zoomed out, it'll actually have like the shop icon, but then like a number next to it, because oh, okay. it's like there's so many things going on in that one spot. Those are kind of stacked. Yeah. yeah. So like when you actually yeah. zoom in, then it all it like separates, and you well, that's can, nice. and you could see specifically a bit more. Yeah, it's not super intuitive with kind of being like, here's the main mission, but what I usually do is I I try to look for yellow icons, so a lot of the yellow icons are like more specific side quests, not the ones where it's just the generic, like there's a crime happening, but like something a little more specific. Yeah, there's someone to talk to and they're going to sign something to you. Yeah, something a little more yeah. specific and unique. Um, but like... But I mean, the bottom line is you've played it a lot longer than me. Are you finding that you're able to use the map in the way that you want to? you got no problems with it. Yeah. I that's, just need to get used to it. That's honestly the main thing. So the main thing that I'm doing, and that's kind of what makes it not seem super great as far as like an open world game where it's like, I'm going to look in that direction and I'm just going to do a bunch of stuff. Like I'm bringing up the map, I'm clicking on something and then I go to it. If I find anything interesting on the way, I'll stop and do it. Um, mm -hmm. But I am specifically picking spots and like kind of going there. That's probably smart. a lot. Yeah. Um, that, that might be one of the reasons why you're not hitting as many glitches as other people who are just letting themselves free roam and yeah. do all kinds of crazy stuff because you're a little more, sounds like you're more purposeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. which I mean, like in in the Assassin's Creed, um, Valhalla, I was trying to kind of be a little bit more like, oh, let me go off in that direction, because it's 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 less um, it's less claustrophobic, because like is. Night City is just like it's it's actually kind of overwhelming to be honest, because like it you is. pop into yeah. the game and like you look up and like there's just all these skyscrapers, you're like, oh, this is actually like a legit city, like just yeah. and just like a real city, some people can be overwhelmed with that, you know. Yeah, it can overwhelm a sim simple country folk. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So, um, if you have a map or a GPS, it's easier to navigate. <laughs> mm, makes sense. Um, makes sense. But yeah, if yeah. if if you want to kind of be more, you know, maybe kind of picking locations and going there specifically, trying to kind of give yourself a bit more purpose. Yeah. But then, like, oh, on the way there, if I come on come into contact with anything, maybe I'll stop and do that. That might be a better approach unless you do want to yeah, just yeah, yeah. kind of willy-nilly just do whatever, but, you know. No, I like that. I like the idea of at least t until I'm more accustomed to where things are, how the map totally works. Again, a lot of that is just getting acclimated and spending more time yeah. in any of these types of games. I could have said the same thing about any open-world map or setup or legend, but um, admitted, I, I admitted this at the beginning. I haven't played it enough mm -hmm. to really decide is the combat just – is it not my thing or am I just not used to it yet? You know, is the yeah. map – just not well designed or am I just not used to it yet? And I think most of those things are, I'm just not used to them yet. And I haven't been able to be 
like really focused and playing it because again by the time i fire it up i'm usually pretty wiped out yeah for the day so when you're already approaching it pretty sleepy and um that's not going to help you yeah <laughs> play it very well to be fair it's definitely not as refined as like say a destiny um or maybe even a Borderlands, because to me, Borderlands is actually more of a shooter, but like with heavy RPG elements. I agree with that. Um, yeah. This game might be a little more like RPG shooter, like the the ratio. Yeah. You know, it might be yeah. a little more like closer to one another, like sixty forty. But, um, but see, I like a good RPG shooter. Like I really enjoyed both Division games. I played through mm-hmm. the main storylines of both those games and finished them. I, I love those games. So I do think there's a spot, there's a place for me here to enjoy what they have to offer, and I'm and I'm really loving the setting and the characters and dialogue and and I feel like the story is going to be cool. I can't wait to meet Keanu. I've had a little bit mm-hmm. of, of his role spoiled a little bit. That's okay. I'm still very excited oh, okay. to to engage with with uh, with him and to see what how that story plays out. I just uh, I'm waiting for the combat to click, and I think maybe another couple hours will will probably do the trick uh, on that one. But um. Any other thoughts on this one before we move on to yeah. headlines? Yeah. Um. So I I and I wanted to circle it back around to it and kind of maybe be the last point. Maybe it's unfortunately the negative point, but <laughs> there there's okay. some negativity going on with uh with this game, right? So what? Um. So as far as the bugs go, so I I mentioned that I'm not hitting a lot of bugs myself, but a lot mm-hmm. of people are, and I think yep. the issue here, Tim, is um apparently CG product uh CG project red. Did not um, divulge what the base uh, model, P- PS4 and Xbox One, what the uh, versions of Cyberpunk 2027, 2077 was going to be on those versions. They did not show, apparently, anybody. Um, reviews d- reviewers did not get copies of those they did um, not. prior to the game releasing. Right. So They actually weren't even allowed to use their own footage, even on yeah, the PC versions. Exactly. Reviews, yeah. So yep. I think the issue here is leading up to the game's release, for anybody that just was blindly unaware or just made an assumption that what they were seeing was going to be the game that they're playing regardless of what system they're on, I mean... I think maybe when you've played video games long enough, you kind of assume like, oh, that's probably the PC version. You know, when they do it like an E3 presentation, it's like, oh, that's probably definitely like the PC version. I mean, I think at this point, like with like that Watchdog situation, that first Watchdogs, we should all have learned by now, like don't just blindly believe that that's going to be what you end up playing. But but yeah, they didn't they didn't really divulge any of that. You know, they, there was nothing advertised. Yeah. There was nothing expressed. They didn't really show anything, and the, but they just sold the game. And then they were kind of like, when people started finding out, and it's like, oh, like, this is not even just visually a mess, but it's just, it's technically a mess also. They're like, yeah, yep. I mean, sorry. It's like, it seems like the execs there are really dropping the ball a lot. And it's like, then just the whole company is being punished, right? Because then it's like, everybody's, it does have that vibe. everybody's just mad. And they're just yelling at whoever they can that works at that company. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is a bummer that that happened. You know, it makes me think of when a company is putting out a game across all platforms, including let's say the Switch, mm-hmm. which is. And this is coming from someone who loves the Switch. I'll always be a big fan of what Nintendo does as long as they keep doing something like the Switch. I love it. Mm-hmm. But when Immortals, for example, comes out on all platforms, I'm so glad that they were willing to show. Here's how it looks on each platform yeah so i could see i actually did the the demo on pc and i could see like this is how good it's going to look here also 
here's some footage of it running on the Switch. And they, they allowed um, some different uh, content creators to do some comparisons between the two. And you can make a decision. You know, is the portability, is this console of choice worth the downgrades in visuals or performance? And in some cases, that's going to be yes. In some cases, it's no. I wish CD Projekt Red had just been really transparent about that, saying, mm-hmm. you know, the way this game has grown over the years, it's really going to be tough for it to run at a very at a very good performance or visual fidelity on an old platform. We're still going to make it available to you, but just be aware it's going to have some issues and we're going to be working on it. Or we have to delay the release on those consoles because it's right. just not playable yet. Like some approach like that would have been so, even if they didn't want to show it, they could have just said it's either not ready or it is a lesser version of the game, but we still want to make it available to you as we promised originally. Like some kind of communication. Yeah. I understand from a marketing standpoint, you're never going to admit that your product is lesser than. So I totally get that. But in this day and age, if people had had a heads up and it was less of a surprise, which made everyone so upset, how they were all so surprised mm-hmm. at this game not being the next Witcher experience. It wasn't the perfect Witcher game that's now had, oh, I don't know, a hundred updates over the five years that it's been out. Exactly. Um, but they all wanted it to be at that level right away. And it's not, especially on the older consoles, it's not there yet. But even on PC and even on the newer consoles, when those versions roll out, there's going to be some some hiccups and we're going to have to let them fix them over time. So all that to say, I feel like one of two paths would have suited them a lot better. One, we're going to keep it coming out in the platforms we talked about, but here's a heads up on the issues. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Or... At some point, with all these delays that have happened, let everyone know that the struggle we're having is maintaining the promise of what this game is, was always meant to be and releasing it on older-gen consoles. It's just yeah. not going to work. So we're going to keep working on those and you know, hopefully come, up, come out with a version of those later, but we're going to launch this game just on next-gen consoles and PC. I think that would have made some people upset for sure. That's you know, I think we've talked about this before, like 100 million folks on the ps4 that you mm-hmm. now don't have access to yeah listen i i understand that but that would have been a much better pr and perception move because you're being honest about the limitations of what you've created have and i don't think they were honest about that at least no. not up front about it maybe internally they knew and they just weren't talking about it but i felt like the big problem that they have right now is that they weren't upfront with their customers about what they were buying. Everyone thought they were getting what they saw, and that was the high-end PC version. Yeah. But they weren't getting that. They weren't, and that's just reality. That's a bummer. That really is a bummer. It is. Um, like, yeah, a lot of people are legitimately upset. Um, yep. And I, I, I know if, <laughs> I know if Derek was here, he'd be like, oh, like, oh, people want to get upset about things and yell at the company, but, like, they, you know, he would just say some nonsense where it's somehow the person's <laughs> fault, even though they were lied to, but, because that's their... I point. would say it would be that person's fault if CD Projekt Red had come out and said, here's going to be the difference between last-gen and current-gen, or, yeah. you know, the, the, the new generation of consoles and PC. We still want to make it available to you, but here's the hits that the game's going to take. Again, it's one of those things where all you have to do is show us the side-by-side, or at yeah. least talk about it. Talk about how... The real place to play it's on Series X, PS5, and PC, and here's why. And then at least if you're getting that on PS4 and Xbox One, it's like, hey, I'm stuck with this because I can't find a new console yet. Totally understandable. Or I can't afford a PC. Totally understandable. And CD Projekt Red told me, this is a lesser version of the game, but at least I can still play it. I'm going to go ahead and get it. There's yeah. there's something about knowing what you're getting into, and this being a such a surprise drop-off of performance and visuals 
I think people have a right to be upset. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I think that the degree to which some people get upset is crazy. But I think that about most entertainment things. Like yeah. I was just interacting with someone who was talking on Star Wars and everyone's getting all mad about whenever someone says I enjoyed all the Star Wars movies and I loved Rise of Skywalker, quote unquote Star Wars fans freak out because they hated the new trilogy and how dare you like it. And so people take it so seriously. Mm. And I like having an opinion. We like to debate on here. But also when it comes down to it, it is entertainment. It is a video game. You know, in that case, it is movies. And it's, I don't know, I feel like um, it's okay to be upset and disappointed, but I don't think it's worth, I don't think anything is worth threatening physical harm to, no. you know, of a course. company. Or even deciding to boycott them forever and ever. I think it's more of a thing where you might say, hey, I'd like my money back because this product is not what I thought I was getting. I think that's a fair request. I really do. And we'll talk about the refund thing in a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just giving, cutting these quote unquote big companies too much slack. Maybe I'm giving them too much grace here. Like for, for Microsoft deciding to reboot Halo Infinite is another example. Like it's not up to snuff. It surprised people with how it didn't hit the bar that we all thought they were going to hit. Derek and I both shared our thoughts on it's not that bad, but if we were being honest, it's like, yeah, but it's not that great either. And so surprising your fans with that and a surprising PS4 and Xbox one players with a lesser version of this game, I think was a bad move. You shouldn't have surprised us. You should have told them should have been very upfront about it. Yeah. But well, that's what like with halo, they, they were right. They showed us the game. They seemed excited about it, but maybe they was like, maybe in the back of their head, they're like, well, let's see how people are going to react to this. Cause we know that this probably could use a bit more, there you had know, to be one guy who yeah. was like, I told you. <laughs> yeah. Steve, listen, quiet down. All right. We know. But like. His name was Craig. His yeah, name Craig, was totally Craig. Craig. Um, but like they said, hey, you know what? A lot of you said this game doesn't look as great as it should. So we heard you. It could use some more work. We'll work on yep. it. But now you're not going to yep. get it for a bunch more months. Um, I honestly think. So I think ideally what they should have done if they still wanted to hit the December december 10th date is they should have stopped um they should have stopped work on the ps4 uh xbox one versions like months ago and they should have then started working on sort of that update that ps5 update or some i don't know somehow figure out like getting the enough the the, whatever update they're going to be releasing so then there's the ps5 and xbox series x version which still isn't going to be quite the pc version but like at least it'll be distinctive between PS5 versus PS4. Yeah. Um. They should have started work on that, so we would have that now, and then the PS5 Xbox Series X versions, which would have a little bit more parity with the PC version, would be out. And unfortunately, everybody else would have to wait a few more months for those baseline ones, because those just would yep. need the time to kind of you know get them stable, because they're just not stable. You know what's crazy about all this is that they're. There, it's been a while since there's been a PC version that is so superior to the console versions that mm. it's not even close. Like there's been, I think most games that come out across all platforms, the PC version everyone knows. Like if you've got the hardware, it'll look a little cleaner. You can probably have some ray tracing technology activated, and and maybe your frames per second are going to be higher. Mm-hmm. But in general, your experience is still going to be fine, if not excellent, on console. So like Red Dead Redemption 2, for example, or you know, Death Stranding that recently came out. You know, yeah, it's going to look a little better on a super high-end computer, but if you got it on PS4 Pro, by all accounts, it still looks and plays great. Mm-hmm. So there, I feel like it's just been a while. Maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's been a while since PC has been this 
far above and beyond yeah. the console version of a game. I mean, visually, it definitely is and has been, I think, for a while. Yeah, there are definitely games that are like, oh, that looks insane. And, and just the consoles cannot do, even the PS5 and Xbox um, Series X can't do what the PC is doing. But, well, um, yeah, I think that's the case. But the, this almost looks like, you know, some of the screenshots I've seen, whether they're real or not, I don't know. But yeah. some of them look like <laughs> different games. I know. You know? <laughs> yeah, the PS4 um, version and the Xbox um, Xbox One versions are definitely yeah it's it's quite different for sure yeah yeah, yeah they, they look like almost different games to some of the levels of detail that are there and some of the even just like the face the face design of that character i'm like that's not the same character right? like yeah. i don't know whatever um i also realize that some of that stuff is doctored up online to look like a funny thing and become a meme and all that stuff so mm. i don't know what i've seen that's real and what's not but um to me it's more than just better textures and more frames per second and better lighting it seems like the overall game experience is just improved on one con- on one platform compared to the others, and that mm. that to me is a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, I, I am hoping that over this next week, I have off work this week. Um, I'll get a chance some of these evenings to really start getting into it. Hopefully, next time we talk, I think we'll talk probably right after Christmas time. We'll we'll uh, record again. Hopefully, by then I'll have a lot more to say about it. But who knows? Maybe I'll yeah. come back and say, "Sorry, I've only been playing Breakfast Tycoon." Or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, that's obviously the goatee, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's the goatee. Um, but yeah, um, I'd say overall, I am really enjoying the game. I understand people's good. frustrations. Um, yeah. But it's not my goatee, for sure. I Okay, I, you already you can already decide, like, this isn't going to overtake. I mean, okay, taking away your obvious <laughs> pick for goatee, does it compete with the likes of some of the other high-quality games this year? Mm. Is it up there? Is it is it fighting for second place? I don't know, Tim. I mean, is it hard to say yet? Ghost of Tsushima was excellent. You know, it sure was. Because the, the thing for me, it's always about. At the end of the day, it's about the story. Do I connect with yep. the characters? I really like the emotional parts. I know Derek's probably throwing up right now as I'm saying that. Um, but I, I <laughs> nah, he's not listening. To <laughs> well, he. I think he just sensed it, like the force. He sensed. Oh, me got saying it. it. He could just sense. He, oh, is there sensitivity coming? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm super into those emotional moments. So, I mean, there's also Last of Us Part Two that happened this year. So, I would say top five probably. Um, but that's still really good. Yeah. In a, in a, in a year that I, f- I feel like looking back on it is actually a very strong year, and being the, you know, quote unquote Nintendo guy on on our podcast. Nintendo to me hasn't delivered the stuff that I've been wanting from them. Like mm-hmm. I'm not an Animal Crossing person. Paper Mario is fine, but it's never been my jam. Um, but even without the big hitters from Nintendo, in my opinion, it's still been an amazing yeah. year of games. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. So that says a lot. So I, I, of course, need to play this one more for our game of the year stuff that we end up doing. But also just for myself as a big fan of what CD Projekt Red has done in previous games. Um, never really got into The Witcher 1, but I know the story. Totally played through The Witcher 2 and did multiple endings, kind of reloaded a save due to a couple different choices at the end. Mm-hmm. Love that game. And then Witcher 3, one of my favorites of this whole generation. Uh, some of the spinoff stuff with Gwent and Thronebreaker I thought were really fun, really good. And so my expectations and excitement for this is high, but then once it arrived, it was a combination of things going on personally, not having the time that I needed to really mm-hmm. play. And I can't play this game in front of kids, so there's not the kind of thing I can kind of sit off on the side and play, and if they see the screen, who cares? I can't do that with this game. Yeah. So um, that's different from most games, even like an Assassin's Creed. As long as I'm just exploring or hunting or looking for treasure, it doesn't matter if they happen to walk by and see that. Yeah, for yeah. the most part, that game is not just wall-to-wall 
sex and violence. It's yeah. not. Or so. dongs. Because when you create or, your character, <laughs> you can just see Ugh. you can just see dong. So I appreciated your guys' heads up on that because I decided to skip that altogether. I don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Hard pass. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, but uh, but anyway, I am looking forward to digging into this one a little bit more. I'm also looking forward to some of the games that Nintendo announced in their recent Indie World. How's that transition, huh? Yeah. Uh, so Nintendo uh, announced kind of last second, like they've been doing a lot recently. Hey, we've got a Nintendo Direct coming up with some of our partners, and this was their Indie World uh, direct that they aired this past week. So I thought I'd highlight a few of these. Um, there was a lot announced, most of it. Even I, someone who likes indie games, don't care about. But I'm just going to highlight the stuff I care about. Dan, feel free to chime in on these or others that you see on the list that you want to call out. Mm. But first one worth mentioning, I think, because they are pretty big names in video games, not just in indies, and that's Spelunky 1 and 2 are both officially going to be on Switch in summer of 2021. So it's weird that it's that far away. I don't know if it has to do with any exclusivity deal they might have had with Sony for keeping it just on the PS4, but yeah. it could also just be it's not ready for the Switch yet. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but but both of those games. And I already thought Spelunky 1 was on the Switch. I didn't know it wasn't. But, oh, there you go. Um, both of those will be on the Switch in the summertime. And the people that play it do love Spelunky 2, so that's cool. Um, do you care about Spelunky games? Really. No, I've never actually played them, though. Okay, but right. they're fine. They're roguelikes. Yeah. I mean, they're not my thing. Uh, I like Rogue Legacy a little more when it comes to those kind of games, but once stuff like Dead Cells came out, then I was like, oh, this is my kind of roguelike. Yeah, right yeah, here. yeah. This is the one I... Yeah, it does look fun, really but good. it's just not something I see myself like actually playing. So. Yeah, totally agree. But the second game, Tim, this is... Fist of Fluffs? Fist of Fluffs, Tim. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Dude, Fist of Fluffs? I mean, come the on. The cat's fighting? Dude, hilarious. <laughs> also, I do, okay. Can I just say this? The titling? Yeah. A plus. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the trailer that they showed during the presentation um, was yeah. funny, but the music yeah. was not appropriate. There's actually, my, my wife pulled up because I, I showed her that trailer, and she's like, oh my god, this uh-huh. looks hilarious, and I kind of want to play it. Yeah. But there's a, there's a trailer um, that has like metal music playing over it, and right. it's just like yeah, way yeah, better yeah. so like the music okay. just is way more fitting with like these cast cats just flailing at the each other the music with the... during the indie world was not great no it was not metal yeah. tim and metal's the yeah. best music <laughs> it was so. not metal it was not metal yeah this one like the visuals and movement and physics stuff all reminded me a little bit of untitled goose game mm. um which take it or leave it some people like the way that looks and plays. some people don't i think it's okay um, but it does look like fun multiplayer craziness. Comes out early next year. Um, totally something that if I show my kids, especially my daughter, this trailer, I know I'm going to be spending money on this game. So we'll see. It's basically so it, to describe it to to be more specific, Tim. It's basically on on the level of quality with Smash Brothers, but it's all cat. It's all cats. So it's just all cats. <laughs> it's not anywhere close. To <laughs> it's it's Smash Brothers. It's Smash Cats. Oh my god. It's Smash Cats. All right, well, the next one I wanted to highlight is from a development uh, company that I really admire. I love what they did with the Shovel Knight games and uh, even what they just put out. At the end of last year, they put out the King of Cards, the final uh, entry in their Shovel Knight treasure trove. Really fantastic. Love all the Shovel Knight stuff. I really do. Um, so I thought maybe we're going to get another Shovel Knight from them over time or maybe some new you know, similar type game. Turns out we are. But it's a totally different vein, and it's uh, called Cyber Shadow. This reminds me a lot of old Ninja Gaiden um, games. 
but also looks a lot like Shovel Knight. Really cool and clean and crisp pixel art. So it's like, it's pixel art, but also really well designed and lots of really cool monsters that you fight, enemies you fight, weapons you can use. I mean, you're a ninja. Yeah. So it looks fantastic. And it comes out January 26th. So again, I love, you and I have talked about this. I love the announcement and games coming out soon type thing. And I know this is an indie game, so it's a little different, but I, I'm really pumped for this one. I couldn't, I, I'm excited. I couldn't quite tell though if it was, if it's Yacht Club actually making it or if they're publishing it. Cause I swear I saw another name when the, when the trailer popped up. Oh, could be. Um, yeah, I'll look that up. Could be. Are, did you play Shovel Knight? Are you into those games yeah, at all? Yeah, well, I never, I did not play any of the, um, I don't know if you want to call them expansions or DLCs or whatever they are, but I did play just the the original Shovel Knight, and I actually really did enjoy it. Um, yeah, so this is designed by a, a single designer, looks like. Okay. But it's, it's being published by Yacht Club. Games. Okay. So not made by Yacht Club, um, but they're publishing it. So that's still cool, though, because that means they're expanding. Mechanical Head Studios. He's okay. the sole member of Mechanical Head Studios. It's just him. Sure. I mean, Yacht Club um, started off pretty small also. Um, yeah, it looks like Yacht Club kind of picked it up and helped him. F- Basically, they discovered it Okay. and said, hey, let's let's join up together yeah. and we'll publish this and help you get to the finish line. That's cool. That's yeah, great. I mean, they're, if they're doing publishing now, then that's pretty – they're getting bigger. They probably got a decent amount of money for Shovel Knight. That sold a lot. So. Yep. Well, that's a good call out. I didn't know this was not made by them, but yeah. I'm still excited about it. It, yeah. has, it very much has that same vibe. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it just looks much faster and uh, ninja-y, so I'm excited I like for ninjas, so. I do too. All right. Um, I'm going to jump down to Super Meat Boy Forever because this one looks like a lot of fun yet again. It does look like just more Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Um, but I think that game is a lot of fun. It's got, as they describe it, thousands of levels. So there's going to be tons and tons of content here. I remember when they first talked about Super Meat Boy Forever, it looked like more of an endless runner Meat Boy experience. And I thought this does not look fun. But whether they've changed it a long time ago or maybe I misunderstood that original trailer, this one is clearly showing this is full-on puzzle platform, fast-paced, crazy levels, just like we all know and love from the first Super Meat Boy game. And, um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. It comes out this week, actually. It should be out on Wednesday uh, this week. I um, I get I get a sense, Tim, that you're not a fan of cats because you also skipped the other cat game. So I th- All right, I th- talk to me about Calico. You're, you're not showing any appreciation for the uh, pussycats, so... Well, it is out now, so you guys can go try it out now. So here's the problem with Calico. It, it's like Animal Crossing meets Crazy Cat People, and I've got so little interest in both of those things. But it looks boring AF, as you uh, as you describe. <laughs> that was my note on that game. As, as I'm watching it, I'm jotting down my thoughts, and that's the first thing boring that came Boring AF. Mind. Yeah, yeah. The lady who introduced it, though, was very excited. That's the one where you can lady. ride a cat, right? Is that... If I recall, I don't remember if you. Can ride, I think there was a trailer where you were riding. Uh, maybe I'm thinking, but of I know that else. you're like also kind of cat people. I don't know. Yeah. So in that one, yeah, there's, um, yeah, you can ride some animals, and there's definitely a okay. big, big roly poly cat that you can ride, and I mean that's a ten out of ten, Tim. So. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was another one that I think you might like just for the style of it. It's got a very anime style. It's called Nosia, Gnosia. Mm-hmm. Um, it the concept is very much among us, kind of the, um. I forget the name. There's a concept that they've actually got a name for that now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, the idea here being that it looks like it's mostly dialogue-based. I don't think you're actually going around doing any activities and then pause to talk. I think you're just it's just dialogue, and you're trying to look for clues and hints based on what's said. Yeah. But the idea there is also, hey, there's an intruder. 
within our crew here, yeah. and we need to get rid of them. So it's very similar. It's like concept, um, but... one of those visual novel games, kind of like the I don't know if you're familiar with what it looks like. Danganronpa, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. But but it's got the Among Us concept of yeah. identifying the the Traitor. evil person in your midst. Um, hey, here's one that I recommend right now. It's on sale right now, so you guys should go grab it. And that's Grindstone. This is one of my favorite uh, mobile games. Uh, that came out last I want to say it came out last year but I played it because of Apple Arcade I did a short subscription to Apple Arcade for a little while <clears throat> and Grindstone was by far my favorite game I played it all the way to the end finished all the levels I'm sure they've added more since then um, I think it's super fun and and uh, uh, it's got a ton of um, personality to it I just think it's really really clever mm-hmm. and really fun puzzle game so highly recommend that one I don't know if it's worth 15 bucks that's pretty steep but definitely go try it out on your phones you can get you can try out apple arcade for like five bucks a month and try grindstone there sure um, but i have heard from folks like pierce schneider from ign he said that he liked it on phone and loves it even more on switch because of the touch controls and it's a much bigger screen and Mm. apparently it's just a better experience but i'm sure you could play it on your ipad and that's the way to go but anyway love 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 grindstone Last one I'll mention, and we can circle back to any that we skipped if you want, but uh, Among Us, of course, we mentioned earlier. That was yes. a cool kind of, hey, it's out now announcement right at the end of that Indie World presentation. Anything else jump out at you that we either skipped um, or that you want to sh- highlight? Shout out to Trash Sailors, just because that's a, that's a great name for a game. <laughs> um, it also looked pretty unique. I think Derek, after this episode, is going to ask <laughs> us to rename the podcast that Tra- and, Trash and Sailors. then fire him. <laughs> He's like, I quit. Your <laughs> podcast is now called Trash Sailors. <laughs> Yeah, be like you're being a goddamn trash sailor. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, go check that out if you like other indie games. There was some other stuff announced here that not all of it caught my attention. I was really hoping for a update on Sports Story, but um, mm. that's still kind of a general 2021 release. So that's one that I'm very hyped for. Yeah. But last thing, and we already kind of talked about this a little bit. The last piece of news that I thought was notable. Um, there's other pieces of news too, like how the Switch outsold everything yet again. I think it's 24 straight months now, something like that, that it's the number one selling console. So good on them for do- yeah. for having this much success. I hope this means they're saving up that money to build a Switch Pro or two or something. Yeah. But who knows? Slight, slight knows? step above the Wii U, Tim. Slight step above. Just slightly. Just slightly. Yeah. Just a small step. Yeah, so. it's nice to see them uh, <laughs> succeeding. I just I hope that that turns into uh, a great follow up. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so if there's other news that I'm missing, feel free to throw something out there. But I just wanted to mention, we talked a lot about Cyberpunk 2077 and how they really missed the mark with the PS4 and Xbox One versions. That doesn't mean that they're not good or, or fun to play at all. It just means they're just not up to par with what everyone was wanting and especially not up to par with what the PC version and probably next-gen versions are going to be. So because of all of this, all of the glitches and all the issues and all the refunds that are happening and stuff, Sony just flat out removed Cyberpunk 2077 from their store. <laughs> they did. And they put out a big statement about it, and it's just gone. Like, if you already own it, of course you have it, but you can no longer purchase it at the moment. Well, they, uh, they said they would be doing store. refunds, right, on behalf of CD Projekt Red because they're just – so it's weird because, like – CG product red said they were gonna do refunds that right and then they took but then it they backtracked back, and then yeah so then sony's like all right well i guess we'll do it but so either what? they said they were going to or they made it sound like they might yeah and then when it came down to it, like oh no we never said that so something happened some miscommunication yeah. i don't know what it was 
But when they officially made it known, like, no, we're not giving refunds, then Sony was like, oh, my gosh. All right, we'll do refunds. <laughs> and and we're not going to sell your game digitally. And we're done selling your game until your game's actually ready. So yeah. I, I think that's that's actually a good move. You're looking out for your customers. That makes sense. Um, I When I saw that, though, I just I can't think of another example of a game that came out that caused this much of an issue that it was pulled from a store yeah. except for Arkham Knight on PC, I mm. think, was was so broken yeah, that yeah. it was removed from stores. Okay. I think it, that um, sounds that sounds about right. I know um I know Horizon Zero Dawn was fairly broken too on PC. On PC, right? But I don't think it was pulled from the store any stores though. That I don't, I don't know, think. but I remember it definitely um, was not up to snuff. Um, maybe not as bad yeah, as usually, Arkham. But... Usually, when a game is pulled, it's because of you know public outcry because of the content or something, right? Mm-hmm. But this this is crazy to me. This is this to me feels like yeah. a. Uh, like a, a unique scenario here. But I I don't think it's Sony's responsibility to refund this game at all, to be honest. I don't think it is either. Um but they're doing it probably because you know what, they're like, this will make us look good right now. I mean, obviously somebody will find something to be mad about uh, you know, in a later at a later time is because that's just how things work. But right now it makes them look good, but um yeah, it's just I don't think it's their responsibility. They didn't make the game. They're supplying the game, but it's just it's di- it's digital data. Like they're just like they're the storefront. Like yeah, we'll sell your game. Like it's crazy that I they're... do think it's a weird move though, because mm. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven by most accounts is not a complete broken game. It seems it fairly a game that n- it seems kind of pretty broken on the baseline one for some people. I th- that's why I said okay. it's like it's it's a case by case basis cuz some people are just having crazy yeah. issues and then like me I've had just like a handful of crashes which I mean yeah. still sucks but it's only a handful compared to some people where it's just like every 15 minutes or something something's happening so Yeah. But um but you know what's crazy to me is that there's so many games that come out on all across all stores yeah. and a lot of them turns out either suck just flat out or not good mm. or are broken i've played plenty of games that are just oh wow that does not work i shouldn't have bought that on the switch i think it's how they advertise and, it i really truly think it's just comes down to that to the people who are just like i'm gonna be like smart about how i'm angry about this i think it's because they advertised it one way and then when they bought the baseline one it's like well this is not what you sold me on you lied to me so I think it's really but just that. But I mean, that. if someone plays the Assassin's Creed on a base PS4, mm-hmm. you know, the new Assassin's Creed game, and it's, it's you know, buggy and glitchy and doesn't look as good, but uh, you know, any, anywhere close as good, and maybe even has something that breaks their save, you know, corrupts their save file, do they get the Sony remove Assassin's Creed from the store? Or is it just but the momentum the, behind but all But do they this? have footage of the game before it got released on the base? I don't know. That's the thing. That's I think that's point. the difference. I think if, as long as you're sh- you're showing... Because kind of like how when I get cranky when they don't show me a freaking Dragon Age gameplay trailer, <laughs> I'm like, just show me the goddamn gameplay. That's pretty much applies here, Tim. They If they're not yeah. showing people the gameplay and it's taken years for the game to come out, so it's like you had plenty of time to come up with something, right? Then it just seems like you're trying to do something inappropriate, like you're trying to hide something. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's what, a good point. I think that's what people got are getting cranky about. They're like, "Well, you were hiding something. That's what you're trying to hide." Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the main thing. Um, but you know, obviously, everybody there's also just some people that just want to dogpile just for the sake of it. But I think anybody who's I having so. serious, I think if anyone's having serious issues with their copy and they have the ps4 xbox xbox one version 
um, and, and they're getting crashes very often, then I think they have a legitimate reason to be upset. So. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That's 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 fair. Don't threaten um, the developers, I, but you know. <laughs> no, I do think CDPR should own things when it goes great and yeah. they make a masterpiece, and they should own things when it's not going well. And some of the platforms you put this out on, it's struggling. And so, I don't know what that is. Maybe you need to have them as long as you've got a capture of your crash and can prove certain glitches, then you can get a refund or something, like. You might even say that's not very customer friendly. Fair, but um, they they need to own some piece of this to say if you can show how broken it is. If there's a cert, there's certain elements we will approve refunds for, and if you can show that you're having that experience, boom, here's your refund. Yeah, I understand that they don't want to just give refunds to every crybaby out there who <laughs> is unhappy. Like, okay, I get that, but yeah, I wish there was a little more ownership of because they've they've been basking in the glow of being everyone's favorite for so long. And then now that they're really under the gun, it's like, well, you should own that too and make, I mean, figure out a way to make it better. Plus the game being delayed multiple times. I actually completely forgot to even – sorry, excuse That's me. True. Mention that because I just forgot and then I just realized. I mean they delayed it how many times at the end there? And they said for reasons they're trying to get it the best version yeah. possible across <laughs> all these platforms. Yeah. And they didn't do that. That's a really good point. But so it, if I'm a PS4 or Xbox One only owner and I get this game there because I saw they delayed it to make sure it works well mm-hmm. on these and I get it and it doesn't work well on these, I want my money back. Yeah. I, I empathize with that. That's a good yeah. point. And I think um, – cause, and I wish I, I wish I could remember the specifics because there was um, – there's been so many articles and things coming out. Like the game's not even been out for two weeks. But there was um, – I guess there was like a, a, a conference call at CD Projekt Red. Um, and some of just like the people who made the game, the developers talking to like higher ups, because I I think the higher ups were like, hey, let's just all kind of like gather together and discuss the situation. And um, I, I guess a lot of the developers were just like, just shots fired, just being like, like, what's the deal here? Like, why did we release this game? Like asking a bunch of questions and like mm. the execs kind of being sort of like vague about things and and not right. quite being direct. Um, with their answer with the, the, the developers yep. were asking them, but like the developers like supposedly asking them some pretty, just like straight up blunt questions. And that's good though. Yeah. See, this could be a thing where it's like, Hey, they are learning the hard way, a whole bunch of hard truths about the way development marketing, customer service, all that stuff should work and should make them better. It should make them improve not only this game, but also for their next round of, you know, big game release, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they'll get better. The other hand, they could take the very childish approach where it's like, no, screw you guys. Too bad for you. We did what we did. And like, so they, it depends on what route they end up taking. I mean, hopefully they learn from it and get better. Hopefully nothing happens to them. Cause I'm also hearing, well, I think one <laughs> the, within the past couple of days, there's some, um, some potentially serious lawsuits coming their way. Um, oh boy. not, not, I don't know if it's necessarily just like individuals, but like, like the, again, just like false advertising type stuff. Like, it's probably that guy who took a week off of work and now is crying because it's not the game he wanted. Listen, Tim, taking a week off of work to play a game can be a glorious thing, right? <laughs> be a glorious I've thing. never done that, and I don't see that ever happening. A week a week is, is a bit absurd. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I had a week off when the PS5 came out, but that was just perfect timing. So, yeah, um, yeah, But I did take yeah. the day off when Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. So, Worth it. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been able to finagle time off of work. Now, it's happened coincidentally in a convenient way that way, but 
I've never been able to take off work just for that specific reason. Because, you know, when you got kids at home, you take time off work. Yeah. That's just time <laughs> off of your office work. And now that means you're working at home yeah. all day. You're doing dad work instead of work work. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's not exactly like, cool, I get to sit in my jam jams and play video games. No, it's not going to happen. Um, anyway. All right. Well, we'll see how all that unfolds. I'm looking forward very much to digging into this game a little more. I'm glad that I got... It sounds like you also have a good experience technically with it. I'm having a good experience yeah. with it technically. I'm just now I'm ready for the story. I need to get to the some of the big story hooks, the the big story through line moments, and um and hopefully by the time I get there, I've also found some combat elements that yeah. that kind of make me go, oh, I like that. I'll stick to that because I know there's a lot of different ways you can approach combat yeah. too. So if you haven't, hopefully there's something that hooks me. If there's certain guns you haven't experienced, bounce around to all of them. And see what clicks yeah, for you. Get the right um, one. And yeah, find yeah. that Skippy gun. Because it's just a fun gun and it's actually pretty useful. Um, Alright. And then, yeah, just try to get to that like end of the chapter one. Because once you get... like Everything that happens right at the very end, then there's definitely a lot of like uh, cutscenes there. But like the cutscenes yeah. are very cool. Um, and then when you introduce when you're introduced to this the second major character in the in the preceding chapter, I think once you hit that and if you're if you're digging the vibes, then I think you'll that will kind of carry you to. Continuing. It's also encouraging that even if this ends up being a game that I like but don't love, like maybe the combat just never really is my favorite thing. Because as mm-hmm. I've said before, never got into Fallout and that kind of thing. But it's not an incredibly long game. Like I don't have to spend. 70, like 80, Creed. 90 hours in this. Like <laughs> Assassin's Creed, which I'm up to 75 hours now. Yeesh. Holy crap. Um, Assassin's Creed or you know Red Dead, The Witcher 3. These are games that require a huge commitment just to play the main story. And so from what I've heard here is uh, you might have a better narrative experience if you do a lot of the side stuff, but you really can mainline through it in a reasonable amount of time if you really want to. So mm-hmm. that is also a bit of a relief too to know that I'm not necessarily committing to like the next three months of this is my game, which yeah. is nice. Well, is nice. and it's cool because like um, I, I don't think I asked you. Did, what did you pick? Uh, Corpo, Street Kid, or um, is it Nomad? No, yeah, I picked Street Kid for okay. the first one. So like, if you do if you do one of the other two options on your second playthrough, that's a, a little bit of a different experience too. Yeah, you, I know you so, start in different places and yeah. you end up getting onto the same mission track at some point okay. pretty early on. But at the beginning, I know you start in different areas mm-hmm. and there's a different path there. And there's also different responses and conversations. I've noticed right. that it'll say like, this is a street kid response, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Like some knowledge you might have about the name of a drug or some gangster who went to jail or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool the way they did that. But all right, well, we are going way longer than I realized. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. But... Um, we missed you this week, Derek. If you happen to be listening, I don't think you are. You're probably doing other important stuff. But missed having you on here. But it was also kind of nice, <laughs> nice to not have you on here. I'm kidding. It was less less dramatics. You know, we didn't have to deal with his his whining about interesting <laughs> games that we want to talk about. And it's true. Not have to listen or watching to... him completely check out when we start talking about Nintendo yeah. stuff. Him him so. telling us that like we talk like women. But then he says a billion things, and it's just like, all right, well, that's fine. Apparently, you can just <laughs> rattle off a bunch of things, but we can't, so that's fine. I'm going to air my yeah, grievances right now. So true. So true. <laughs> this is Festivus Tim, and I'm going to air my grievances. That's right. The airing of grievances is yes. one of the best traditions of Festivus. Exactly. Um, but listen, thank you, Dan, for taking time to talk tonight. Of course. And uh, all you listeners, thanks for giving us some time this christmas week i hope you have an awesome christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating kwanzaa hanukkah yeah whatever it is 
I hope it's good. I hope you have lots of good food. I hope you have time to play some video games. Um, I hope that for myself as well, especially without having family in town. I'm hoping for a lot of extra video game time. We'll see. Whatever Tom Cruise celebrates in Scientology and his make-believe religion. I don't know. Tom Cruise just celebrates Tom Cruise. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that That's what their Christmas is. It's Tom Cruise Day. That's exactly. It's Cruise Day. And that might be the title of this episode. I was wondering what I would call this one. That might be it right there. Sweet. Should I jump up Tom on a Cruise couch? celebrates Tom Cruise. Yeah, and just should. talk about her. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. If that's not a gay man trying to act straight, I don't know. Uh, how sad. How sad. Come out, man. It's fine. Just like Derek. It's a, it's a, it's a safe world out there now. Yeah. Come on out. It's very progressive. All right. Well, you guys have a great week. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you all later. Peace.